This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, our guest is Nancy Hayes, who has worked in many parts of the entertainment industry as a producer of celebrity talent for private and virtual events, an entrepreneur, a female business owner, and a professional entertainer, actor, recording artist, and dancer. Nancy has appeared on national TV talk shows promoting her Learn to Dance at Home instruction series at dancewithnancy.com. She also is a mom to four accomplished young adult kids. You can find Nancy at dancewithnancy.com and nancyhayes.com, N-A-N-C-Y-H-A-Y-S.com. Nancy, it is such a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So as I was, you know, looking through your website last night, uh, nancyhayes.com, I was blown away that you played Judy Garland in The Boy From Oz. And I have to tell you, that was one of my favorite Broadway shows. My husband and I were living in Chicago at the time. And we flew to New York to see Hugh Jackman in uh, The Boy from Oz. And it was incredible. And I'm dying to know, what was it like playing Judy Garland? What was that experience like for you? Well, I've been privileged to play Judy Garland in eight different productions during the course of my life. I played uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when I was just uh, you know, a very young person at a professional theater. And then I went on to play it at Opryland USA and in various reviews and such. And then I hadn't revisited Judy until The Boy From Oz, which was the first musical I had done since college. And I got to do it in a professional from with a professional company with Pride Films and Plays. And it was amazing because I felt like I sort of watched Judy's story evolve and how she changed and what she was like as a mother. In Boy From Oz, there's a lot about the relationship between Liza and Peter Allen and Judy Garland. And I felt like, you know, not only was her music a huge influence on my life, but watching her achievements and some of her mistakes was really, I don't know how to describe it. It just, it put me through this process of learning and appreciating her great artistry. And as much as I love Renee Zellweger and the movie that won the Academy Award, I feel like there's so many happy times and good times about Judy and her greatness that I'd love to see more of. And I think Boy From Oz brings more of that out. There's some great songs in that musical. And Hugh Jackman, oh my God, I'm in love with Hugh Jackman. If you, you know, if I could see him in Boy From Oz, that would be a bucket list. So lucky you. Yes, <laughs> I, I feel very fortunate that I, I went and saw it and ha- got the heads up on the show. Uh, it was a client of mine. It was actually a Pilates client of mine uh, back when I was working at East Bank Club who was like, you have to go see it. You guys just got to go. And I said, all right, let's do it. Really rare. That's the thing. The show is never done. We were so privileged that we got to do uh, the premiere in Chicago and it hasn't been done much since. It's a difficult show to do. And I think that his story though needs to be told. Peter Allen and his music. And uh, so I, I feel so fortunate that I got to be part of it. And I hope it'll be done again. Uh, even maybe by Hugh Jackman to do a revival on Broadway. I would go see that in a second if I could, <laughs> if there was yes. a Broadway right now, there but there were... isn't. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll get Hugh back in there because we, we, I would totally go see it again. It was amazing. And I love what you, that you brought up, how you got to put yourself into Julie Garland's shoes and learn the lessons 
that she did throughout her life and how, how rich that was. And that's what I love about the art of storytelling. And we're going to get your story today and your song shortly. And I love how beautiful it is that we can, by listening to a story, and in your case, getting to play the role, we learn the lessons of the people, right? Of the people telling the story or of the uh, actor, actress in your, in your case. So amazing. Well, you have a deeper appreciation for their perspective. That's the really cool thing about acting is that you have to get into the characters. So you have to view the world from their lens. And it's very enlightening. And it helps you to reflect on your own life and what you can do to relate to them and maybe learn from some of the mistakes they made. And in Judy Garland's case, I feel like, you know, there's so many lessons to be learned. And her music is timeless. It is. And so, um, yeah. And I do another show, The Palladium Show, which is uh, the relationship between um, Judy and Liza, they only performed together once and uh, live in front of a, an audience. And it was at the London Palladium. And so we do, um, we have a show that actually was playing when the pandemic hit and we had to close it. But we, oh. um, we hope to do that show again sometime. So that was, oh, wow. uh, it's got the best music of both the mother daughter and then duets of them together. So I love that show. Wow. Hopefully you can see that show someday. You're out in LA. So can I get out here? You never know. <laughs> uh, yes, or I'll come to Chicago when when the when the, when it opens up and Broadway opens back up again. Uh, that's all I want to do is binge watch, go to every show I possibly can because gosh, I miss theater so much. I miss it so much. We all do. We miss the musicians. We miss all of the people that participate in the theater experience, and so many of them are not working, mm-hmm. and they're highly trained. That's the thing that's really tough. It's not like you can reinvent yourself with a new job overnight when you've spent your entire life, all of your experience uh, in the arts. So um, let's just hope there's a huge revival and that people have a deeper appreciation for it and that they go out and support it. Right now, I think it's tough to even have people attend because of fear, but hopefully a vaccine is coming. That's what we have to hope for. (laughs) We're going to remain hopeful and I will help lead the cause. In the meantime, we'll dance at home. That's what <laughs> exactly because I can't wait to talk about that because you have such an incredible, talented family. And as we get toward the end, I want to, Nancy, I want you to tell us about how we can dance with you because I was so uplifted watching your family dancing together and what what talent you have you have with all four children. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. They're fun. It's fun to have them at home for that reason. Uh, The pandemic has brought us together where we would have more time than we normally would. So we were able to get in some songwriting. We were able to get in some performances that were just for us. But it was fun. It was great because normally everybody's going their own way, right? Because they're young adults now. And they certainly don't want to stay home with mom necessarily. But when I've got them there, then we can harmonize. We can sing. We can dance. And those videos were all filmed at home. I don't know if you noticed that, but in front of our fireplace, that's our main place of filming. <laughs> that is so, it was a, a beautiful work. Uh, whoever was behind the camera, which I heard was one of your sons as well. So yeah, yeah. really incredible. You guys, I can't wait for you to check it out because it, the holidays are going to be very different this year. And what's amazing about Nancy Hayes here is that she's going to give you some opportunities to uplift your uh, spirits, but I'm not going to be the spoiler alert right now because we've got to get to what song we're going to be talking about on this podcast. So, all right, Nancy, I need to get a drum roll, please. Nancy, what is your song choice for today? It's my turn by Diana Ross. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I got to talk about my experience today uh, with this song real quick because you chose, well, first of all, let's just say this, with all of your musical talent and your broad, you know, your Broadway love and your theater experience, I can see how this song would have spoken to you. I mean, talk about incredible vocals, talk about passion, you know, talk about um just power, right? It, it, it's such a great song. And so as I, I started listening to it, because I listened to it four times, true story today, 
and I had goosebumps head to toe. The song came out in 1980, uh, Motown Records. And what's interesting is that this is on the heels of the 70s, right? Where we had the feminist revolution, our glorious diamond and, and all of that era. So here we are, you know, we exit the 70s and we're right here at 1980. And this powerful, powerful song comes out about women empowerment. It's my turn, right? And, and I, the vocals in there and the story, it's like, hey, you can come along, but guess what? It's my turn. And I love it. And then you look at the 80s, which is so interesting because as I researched the 80s in feminism, what we saw is a backlash. So we saw at the, the 60s and 70s, and especially into the 70s, the, those equal rights and the fight and then in the 80s, we see kind of a backslip, you know, a backlash in that. There was still some progress being made, but not to the same level that the 70s brought, is what I had uh, read today. Right, right. I think it's complicated. But, and I was so inspired by that era of women's empowerment as a young person. I just, I grabbed onto those kinds of artists and I adore Diana Ross. Um, she had a song, Reach Out and Touch, that's the most communal, wonderful kind of, you know, family, you're my, part of my family uh, anthem. And then she had a song, um, I'm Coming Out, which I think has been an anthem for so many people in, uh, throughout their lives. Uh, and, I, and this song in particular just spoke to my heart and it was at a time where I was pivoting and I've been pivoting so many times in my life but um, I admire that her as a vocalist. And of course, I love the songwriter, Carol Bayer Sayer. Um, and uh, it's, it's got lots of layers, doesn't it? That song <laughs> It kind of hits you depending on what it is that you're thinking about. And it's, it's not a departure from what we love. It's like recognizing, okay, but it's time for me to make a change. And I'm going to, I'm going to learn from the past and I'm going to move into my future fearlessly. And I feel like that really speaks to today, even though the song, you know, came out in the early 80s. But you're right, the later, you know, particularly in film, I feel like the 80s was not a particularly great era for women because they were so sexualized and compromised in terms of the roles they got. And uh, we've come a long way since then, but um, we have a long way to go, don't we? We still have a long way to go. <laughs> we still have a long way to go. And I appreciate you bringing up yeah, and I appreciate you bringing up the multi-layers, you know, because as you listen to the song, it just kind of hits you in the gut. And it's not about, you're exactly right, it's about moving forward and those people can come with you if they want. But right now it's my time and, and I need to go. But you guys are more than welcome to come with me. You know, it's, it's inclusive. It felt inclusive. Right. Well, in my life, I've, when I first started thinking about that song, I made different choices where I would make huge changes in terms of my career, even musical choices. But if I had a firm foundation, which I always thank God I've had, I had a wonderful family. I grew up in a family that was totally non-musical, non-theatrical, but I always had their support. And then I got married to a great guy and he's always supported me in terms of being able to do lots of different things. And he had a steady job and good insurance and all that. So I think when you have a foundation, you can make pretty major shifts in your life and still feel secure, but take risks. Mm -hmm. And so the reason that song is really meaningful to me is that it's, I've done that so many times where I've done something completely different, completely out of the box. And people have gone, well, you just did that. Why are you doing this? Right. But I feel like you have permission yeah. and people can come along, you know, or you find a whole different group of people. And I also think that keeps you mentally healthy because you can get very microcosmic in terms of a group of friends. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you, you know, one of the reasons I love my husband is when I was dating him, he'd say to me, okay, well, that's great about that musical. And that's wonderful about this performer and everything. Can we talk about something else? How about let's talk about, you know, politics or history or, or, or travel or, you know, so it keeps you a little bit more grounded, like okay, yeah, there's a world outside of my obsession and I need to recognize <laughs> that there's a lot of interesting things in the world that don't revolve around what I'm interested in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got on a tangent, but there's a lot to that, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, Nancy is so true. And I walk the audience through your story 
your career choices up there. Walk us through your story and and we want to hear about it because you're so interesting. Oh, gosh. And you, I mean, guys, I mean, if you look at her website, I'm telling you, you're a songwriter, wow. uh, you are a singer, you are a dancer, you, uh, I mean, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're in musical theaters we talked about earlier, you're an actress. <laughs> So walk us through your story today, because I think it's so inspiring for us, especially people, you know, out there who are may not be performers or people who are performers who want to hear your story. So all of us can benefit. Well, I think it's probably relatable because what's that old saying? Like an expert at, at many, no, no, not an expert, a, uh, Gosh, there's a phrase, and I'm trying to think of it. I know what you're saying. A master of jack of all trades. That's it. A jack of all trades. Master of none. Okay, I got it. Or always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I never (laughs) thought of myself as being that talented. Really, I'm interested and obsessed with the entertainment world, and always have been. As a little kid, I was obsessed with whether it was film or art or music or dance, and so I didn't want to limit myself because I loved all different parts of the industry. And as you pointed out to me, which I thought was interesting, everything I do revolves around the arts, but it's lots of different aspects of the arts. And so my story is, you know, just a a girl from central Illinois, and my parents were not in the industry. They were very interested in me getting an education. And I became obsessed as a kid with the entertainment business. And my parents were really worried because they knew coming from central Illinois, I didn't really have any connections. I didn't really have any one to model it after or follow after. So I got a business degree. I got a degree in advertising from the University of Illinois, but I continued to perform as a kid. I started performing professionally very young and they supported that. But I went ahead and got my degree in advertising while I performed in college. And then after college, this is the first, it's my turn. I just basically said to my parents after I graduated, it's my turn. I'm going on the road with the band And I don't, we're going to gig to gig to gig and I'm going to manage the band and I'm going to work with the agent. And my parents freaked, you know, they were like, (laughs) I thought she was going to go get an MBA or I thought she was going to get this good job with Procter and Gamble that she was offered or what is she doing? She's going off with this strange guy who's the singer in the band. And I just said, you know what, this is what I want to do. I'll come back and do the other thing later, but let me try it. So I, that sort of started me on the independent woman going out on my own. And there was a, it was a train wreck to a certain extent. We played amazing venues, like beautiful places like the Grand Hotel in uh, Mackinac Island and uh, the Greenbrier. You know, we played Las Vegas in some big rooms. And then we played the Holiday Inn in North Platte, Nebraska. I mean, it was literally, right. there was everything. And I was managing <laughs> the band and I was managing the, 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 the agent. And I was, so I learned, I learned wow. everything about business that I used later and I think that experience was really, it was painful because I missed my family and I, my dad was very ill and that was hard, but that was the first pivot. So then when I finished with that, I thought I'm going to go back to business. So I went and got a master's in advertising and continued to perform. And I got a uh, performing opportunity when I was in college in the summers to sing at Opryland USA. So I developed a real love of country music. I had already learned it, you know, a little bit and heard it. But then I started writing country music songs. And so all along the way, I started to work with musicians and performers and develop my own voice. And then I did a lot of recording. So I worked after I graduated, finished my master's, I worked for an entertainment firm booking other people. And continue to work on my writing. And then that's when I released my products, which are dance products. And that's a whole nother story. So there's been many pivots. And then I kind of decided, and this is another thing about it's my turn. As a performer, I was always working. So I'd always have a gig like in six months and I wanted to get start a family. And I thought, well, what if I get this booking and then this client sees me nine months pregnant? I mean, that's not right. going to be too great. So a friend said to me once, you know what? dive off the board. Just tell the buyer, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm not sorry. I'm pregnant, but I'm pregnant. But if you want me to still sing, I'm going to perform. If not, I completely understand. And I kept all my bookings and I went ahead and had four kids and I worked through all of them. And so I just kind of decided that if you make an empowered decision yourself to do something, whether it's release a line of products or have a family or decide that you're going to completely change your entire mindset about what it is you're doing, that's okay. And it's your turn to kind of go that way. 
that was kind of a long ramble, but that's sort of like, my story's been very like layered. <laughs> so, so great. Much like Diana Ross's song, so many layers, but so much good within it. Right. And yeah. I'm listening to you. It really is about how you put yourself out there time and time again and pivoted. And I wonder a couple things. What strengths through this time do you think you gained that kind of kept moving you forward? If you were to think about it and identify, what strengths do you think you have that keep pushing you forward? I think probably for anyone that really knows me, they would say my best quality, uh, which can be bad sometimes depending on the situation, but I think it's my best overall quality is my drive. I have uh, an incredible amount of energy and enthusiasm and positivity about any new endeavor. So um, I am not afraid. I will go ahead and put it out there. Mm -hmm. And I may get not the reaction that I was hoping for, but I'm not afraid to try. And what's strange is that what we find is that things we do, I released a line of dance products. After I got that graduate degree, I learned a lot about marketing. And then I was interested in entertainment. So I was singing with a big band in a beautiful ballroom. And then I started having my friends take dance lessons. And we did a bunch of dance lessons and we taped them. And then I released a series of tapes on how to dance at home. At the time, it was different than what people were doing because they were going to dance classes at Arthur Murray or Fred Astaire or whatever. And, they, and mine was all about learn at home. And I designed this entire series, Learn at Home, not realizing that flash forward years and years later that my whole strategy would work for the pandemic. Yes. And that's what's so interesting <laughs> because it was sort of this different approach. Can we really learn how to dance at home? And my whole pitch, because I did a, an infomercial for Fox Sports, Fit TV, was that if you learn at home, you're going to have confidence. So when you go dancing socially, you're going to know how to dance and you're going to feel great. So it was kind of like a confidence booster or a review for people. But as it turns out now, it's perfect for now. Gosh, Nancy, and listening to your story, I definitely hear that achiever in you. That's from the Clifton Gallup assessment. And you know, you're a hard worker. You set that pace for production. Very diligent. And with that comes blind spots. And the two blind spots would be really expecting that everyone will work and want to go at that pace and have that same drive, i.e., you know, we might that expect that from our children. In addition to that, number two would be burnout. So what happens when we overuse the achiever strength? We get burned out. So self-care is a necessary piece for the achievers. When we're looking at the VIA assessments, I would say zest. I can certainly hear that in you. And that's that approaching life with excitement and energy and not doing things halfway or half-heartedly. You're living life as adventure and feeling alive and activated. And I feel that even when I talk to you, I feel that zest that you have. Yes, and it's so great that Dance with Nancy is broken up into small segments so that now during this pandemic, you know, who knew? You can utilize these dances to uplift your soul in your own home. I have a song that's popular all over the world called Come Dance With Me that I recorded in Nashville many, many, many yes. times. It's amazing. And I so listened. People are dancing to that in, a, in sort of an exercise way, because if you think about it, it can get kind of boring to just do the same yoga pose or to do um, these dances, you know, or not dances, to do exercises in just a, a body part or whatever. So dancing gets your whole body moving. So we've been kind of making that with through certain channels that I'm working with more of an exercise uh, in having fun and using yes. dance as a method to get people to um, work their brain as well as their body and have fun doing it and get some exercise benefits at the same time. So I have a, a few things that I've been doing really recently that relate to that. And then I have the traditional dance series. So if you want to learn how to tango dance, if you want to learn how to dance in pre preparation for a wedding, 
or if you want a country line dance, we shot our videos at the Wild Horse in Nashville, which is fun because you get to go That's... there live and dance at the Wild Horse, which is a great venue. It's I don't know if you've ever been there. But it's fun. It's really fun. Oh, that's great. I haven't been there, but I'll have to check it out. I did grow up in Knoxville. So um, I definitely am familiar, familiar with Opryland for sure. And what Nashville. with you that you grew up there and then you moved to Chicago and you worked at Harpo and then East Bank. You are fascinating, honestly. <laughs> Reading about you is inspiring to me. But you're right about the burnout thing. The other thing I've learned is that you can have expectations for your kids. And I adore all my children. Yes. But they aren't going to be exactly like you or have the same desire to do what you do. And uh, sometimes you have to really realize that you're, you, everything you said, you articulated it right on the money because uh, they're going to go their own way. They're going to, it's going to be their turn and they're going to decide, you know what, mom, that's okay. But I kind of want to do this. Exactly. That's such a great point. And for you having four kids, oh, tell me with COVID-19, are they at home right now? They've been at home in cycles. My daughter, Caroline, is a student at UCLA. And um, honestly, it's tough because we have to pay out-of-state tuition, but she really wanted to go back there. She's a UCLA cheerleader. Oh, wow. um, She's she's a flyer, so she gets thrown in the air. It's pretty amazing, and it's a little scary for mom. Yeah. But she had an amazing year last year, and they got to go all the way through basketball, uh, but not to the tournament. They were on their way to the tournament, and they had to Mm. all come home. But she wanted to live with her sorority sisters out there. So she's in an apartment, but she's not really having a normal college experience because none of the academic buildings are open and they can't really go to school per se. But she's my youngest and she's an actress too. She's done a huge amount of stuff, more than her mom. (laughs) And then my others, my others, my son, Matt, who's the violin player, has been home periodically. He's in medical school and he's, he's actually come home more than we thought he would. And so that's been fun. I've been able to make some music with him. And, um, and then my older daughter uh, is, is probably the most talented person in our family, but she's a social worker and she's a great singer musician. And she works with Alzheimer's dementia patients and uh, those that are so inspired by music. Oh. She's just a very heroic person. She works in a senior care facility, bringing memories back to people. There's no greater service than that. I'm really proud of her. And she has a disability. And so she's just, she's an amazing person. And I, and that's interesting. One of the things you were saying was, I'm getting some weird stuff on the corner of my screen. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but my other son is a filmmaker and he's, he's a writer and he's working on the entertainment, in the entertainment industry. So I'm very proud of him. And I'm proud of all of them. Yes. So I'm very lucky. You said something earlier that struck a chord with me, and that was about how we can't always expect that others are going to be like us or, or you right. know, have that same ambition. And I never thought I would, you know, with my parents, they were always push, push, push and uh, in terms of academics and achievements. And I had a disabled daughter first. And I feel like that was the best learning experience, a mom who has always been in that mode to realize that just her walking was a huge achievement, wow. you know, that she was doing. And I found more joy in watching those achievements and their simple things. Mm-hmm. But it, it gives you, again, a different perspective in your life that you sometimes God gives you things that you need Absolutely. in order to have a greater understanding. And uh, that that person's path is, you know, she's in a, in a senior facility, but she's bringing more joy to people than anyone could on a stage. Isn't it amazing? Like she truly took her life experience and is giving to others and, and music, you know, and you know, this better than anybody ignites recall. Right. And so when the people in the senior facilities, they hear the music, I mean, it uplifts their spirit. You can't listen to a song and not be, you know, depending on the music you're listening to and not be in the best mood right after you listen to it and what it releases as far as uh, oxytocin and the brain, you know, just every hormone that changes and it cascades through the body, how we get goosebumps when people sing. It is a full body experience. And it's amazing that your daughter not only is a social worker, you know, delivering um, to, to this, the senior, uh, you know, a lifestyle or 
senior living, I should say. And then not only that, but she's also bringing music. She's on those videos too. She's um, the thing that's really fun is that she's been able with some of the editing that my son did when we did all the costume changes. You can't even hardly tell. And and Mary's so great at at she holds the microphone a lot of times when she sings with her left hand, which is more impaired. And then she'll sing and she can be use her right hand. She's able to compensate and she's really darling. And so she's a really great performer. And I, I'm just so glad that she found that outlet because it's where she should be and, and they appreciate her there. And that's, you know, if we can find a job that we truly love and then provide service to others, that was my dad. My dad always said, that's the perfect job. That if you are providing service because you always... When you give, you get so much more back than if it's the other way around, you know? So I'm inspired by her. But being home with them, my husband stuck with me 24-7 pretty much because I work at home now. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going anywhere. I used to go places all the time and now I'm not going anywhere. No, I'm not going anywhere either. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So and that great. song and the whole 80s movement, it's, it's, it's fun that you've chosen songs. I think that's a great platform. Because it brings up so many things for people. So many things. And even, you know, what's so interesting, Nancy, um, is that it even brings up for young people that weren't even alive in the 80s are inspired by 80s music. And so it's amazing how it continues. And it is was such an interesting time of um, an evolution of music and trends. And I, that's something else I want to talk about with you in a little bit is, is 80s trends, your favorite 80s trend, trends and jingles and all of that. But it's just such an interesting time. And I feel that every person can, no matter what, whether they were in their prime in the 80s, whether they were not even born in the 80s or older, they all, everyone seems to resonate somehow with the 80s music. Okay, so I want to talk about your, a uh, little bit more about uh, Dancing with Nancy and in particular, I want to mention your holiday music because when I was online and I was reading every amazing thing about you, I was blown away by your musical family and your songs. You had this one that was two-step around the Christmas tree. So brilliant, so talented, loved everything about it. And then um, there was one about uh, Santa Claus, uh, Dear Santa. Yeah, Mr. Santa. Mr. Santa. (laughs) That's sort of Mr. Santa. And what I loved was um, that was the one with your costume changes, correct? Yes. 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 So what, okay, audience has to check this out because I don't know, our audiences may have seen TikTok and how, you know, you snap and then you turn and then you have a different outfit on. I have not done that yet, but I've seen it and I think it's pretty cool. But what's amazing is that you did this before that app even existed and everything was done about how all done editing. I want to hear about it. You guys have to check it out because it's seamless. <laughs> well, Mr. Santa is uh, based on a song that was recorded in the 1940s, which is uh, Mr. Sandman, but we've changed it, made it a little bit more country. And it's three-part harmony. My younger daughter, Caroline, and her sister, Mary, who I've just talked about, and myself. And then my son, uh, who is the one that's in medical school, is a violin player and has been since he was five years old. Wow. And so he's playing too. You'll see segments of him and he's got the Grinch tie and then he changes and he changes his costume three times too. But we had no money. You know, of course, the budget was always really low. And so my son, the filmmaker, just had one camera and we were trying to be creative. And he had the idea that we would change our outfits. And again, this was pre-TikTok. And so we recorded the same song with the same choreography. Um, We had a wonderful choreographer that helped us with some movements. And then you'll see that we change the costumes change. So it goes from white to green to red. And during the course of the whole song, along with our choreography and the fiddle playing and stuff. And so in the end, it was very, very inexpensive, but it was fun. It was filmed at our house. And there's a line dance that goes with it. I've had the real blessing of a relationship with a choreographer named Joe Thompson, who was Miss Texas at one time. She's beautiful and like really talented. And she took my song, Come Dance With Me, and she started teaching it at conventions of line dance teachers all over the world, and it spread worldwide. And so she's choreographed some of my Christmas music also herself and then a couple other instructors 
that worked with her to create choreography. So there's line dances to these Christmas songs that are all in Japan, Australia, kind of all over. So Two Step Around the Christmas Tree is one of them. Mr. Santa is another. And then we have a song called Light in the Winter, which was recorded in Chicago. No one, I don't think you will be familiar with it, but it is an incredibly well-written song. Um, I listened to that one as well. It's beautiful. Yes. And so we really, we, that was when the kids were really little, but so we've got line dances to all of them. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to learn how to dance with your family, you may have seen me on the one TV show. They had us on ABC in the morning and WCIU, which is another Chicago thing. Yeah. And they brought on this guy, hunky Santa, that was like scantily clad and we had to teach him <laughs> to dance. And I had little kids with me. I was just like, this is very interesting, but it's very amusing. And there's a video of that that you can check out. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Hunky Santa. If Hunky Santa can do the line dance to Mr. Santa, then you can too. <laughs> and you know, that's what I love about what you're bringing up here as well, is that, you know, people, I know we're not going to bars and line dancing right now, but... In the future, when people want to go to places and feel more confident with dance, it's so amazing that you can provide that, you know, in the home and to be able to do that. But what's interesting about this pandemic time, even though we're not going out to bars and things like that, is that dance still very much uplifts the spirit, like you had mentioned. It's great for, you know, getting a good workout as well. And I feel like during this time and during the holidays, how great would it be to have family dance parties? You know, what would you, what would you recommend for that? Well, if you go to dancewithnancy.com, there's lots of free stuff there. So there's free practice sessions with different bands, which is, I think, really, really fun. There's some free tutorials. And then you can buy, like, we're going to be doing some Christmas promotions. So you could learn six dances, Foxtrot, Swing, Tango, Waltz, Cha-Cha, Rumba. And a lot of couples preparing for their wedding, they like to, like, learn a few steps of each dance. Then they can figure out which dance they like the most. So they may want to do a waltz for their wedding day dance, or they may want to do a tango. They may want to have their um, wedding party do the swing. You know, it's kind of fun to have a separate dance for their wedding party. Uh, so we have like a beginner series and I think the whole series together is like 1995. So you can learn all these different dances at home, um, Amazing. at your own pace and review them. And then we have a country music line dance series, which I mentioned, which was filmed at the wild horse, which you could, you could get a package of that. And then we have party dancing. So we have like seventies, you know, fifties, you know, different eras. And then we have a swing set. And my favorite, I love the swing. I love it's swing. got hop. It's got great swing music, like jump, jive, whale, you know, type stuff. So it depends on your interest. But I think the other thing you could do with it is if you, if you let's say you get your relatives this wedding package, or, or you, uh, not the wedding package, you get them the swing package or the 70s package. And then you have a family night where you're all zooming in and you've learned the dance and you're all going to dance it together in your different homes. Or you create a party night it's a Latin theme night. So you have Latin food, Latin drinks, and then you're going to do a salsa. Or you're going to do something really fun with your family. So I think you can multi-purpose these dances and you can Amazing. create your own fun. And I think we have to do that. And these are things you could do as a group and when you do it socially later. But right now you can create a theme. Yeah. What happens in these things is a lot of times people, they've got Zoom fatigue and they kind of run out of things to say and do, really. Mm-hmm. This creates a whole different realm. You could bring trivia, like, you know, you're saying 80s music, you bring trivia to the party and you just use these dance tutorials as a catalyst to create some of your own fun. Yes, uh, I love it. (laughs) Absolutely love it. And I mean, it's, it's so necessary right now that we create our own fun because by now, you know, a lot of us, especially in California, you know, since March, we've really, you know, not gone anywhere, done much at all. Um, and we're probably preparing to be locked down again, I imagine. So it is about what can we do during this time? You know, we're not going anywhere for the holidays like we typically do. Uh, we're going to all be here for the two weeks that my kids are out of school. And we need to listen to some 80s songs. And I want our audience, you know, action item. All right. At the very least, you know, I want you to dance. Check out dancingwithnancy.com and dancingwithnancy.com download her dances, listen to them, dance. You guys, it'll uplift your spirits. 
we must bring dance in because that's what we're going to, that's what's going to get us through the holidays right now. In addition to that team, I want you to think about really, you know, going into the holiday season, you know, how else you can, Nancy brought about being of service, right? How in this pandemic can we be of service to others? Whether it be inviting them to a dance class or, you know, sending them a dance video or whether it is just giving them a phone call, just picking up the phone and asking how they're doing or checking in with somebody who might be alone. Let's look at the holidays. It's going to be tough and it's going to be different for everybody, but how can we be of service? And I want our audience today to pick one way that they can be of service and put it into action. Let us know too. Reach out. Uh, let us know how it's going. What are you doing? Uh, we want to know. All right. Can we talk about 80s trends or anything else, yes, Nancy? Yes. I was just going to tag on one thing to what you were saying. Sure, please. I've had all this extra time to go through old memorabilia. And sadly, my mom passed away and not that long ago. And then her twin sister passed away. And my oh, father-in-law passed away all within like the last fairly short period of time. And I've had all of their things. And my mother had two elderly aunts. And I've gone through a bunch of old memorabilia. And I've come across things that from many, many years ago. And one of the things I would suggest to people, if you are during the holidays uh, in a situation where you can remember some of your old friends, maybe people that you haven't talked to in a really long time, I've tried to reconnect with some, I've opened these letters from dear friends of my college years and an old coach and, you know, a, a nurse friend, people that I've known along the way and out of the blue contacted them. And it's been so wonderful. I feel like a lot of times, even with modern technology, we've lost touch with people that have changed our lives for the better. And even if you just tell them, you were the best teacher I ever had, you know, or something like that, that's the best gift you can give anybody. I've realized that because, I mean, I'll probably start crying if I talk about this because I've reconnected with people this way because I've opened up letters that they said or did something to my mother that was so meaningful. And mm -hmm. I would I'd let them know that I saw that they were close with her. That's something I doesn't cost any money. And it's something I think that we can do for people along the way to let them know that they were appreciated and that their lives are meaningful. That's been a great thing for me recently that's come out of the pandemic that probably wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been in this situation. So I'm grateful for that. So beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I am sorry to hear about your losses. And um, that's really tough. Loss uh, during the pandemic is, is very challenging. And even before, for us, I lost my dad It'll be a year ago in December. So we're still in that, you know, grieving process. And my mom is alone for the first time in during a pandemic. And, and I love that you brought up letters. And, you know, it's true. Like with, you know, we have emails, right? But you don't sit down and write an email like you would a letter. And I, there's nothing I like more than reading some letters from the past and so much comes out of those letters if you really read it in the context. And, you know, you learn so much about yourself and who you were then. And then you also learn about how important those people are and were during that time. Uh, what's interesting also is that I have too connected with people that I have not, I'd lost touch with, like some of my sorority right. sisters and like it, it's been happy hours. And I figure we're all on what Zoom. Was your sorority? What was your sorority? I was, I was a tri-delta. In the nineties, get out of town. Oh my God. I knew I loved you. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was so funny. I had to try Delta on, um, just a few weeks ago. Her name is Allison Nelson. Uh, we were talking and for breast cancer awareness month and we were tri deltas in the nineties when that, when, Delta, 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 can I help you, help you, help you? That SNL <laughs> skit was like at its peak. And it was like, it was a blessing and a curse. Let's talk about 80s trends. Did you have any favorite 80s trends? Gosh. Let's go into fashion. I always love music and I love the clothes. Clothes. Tell, tell me what would be in your closet when you were in the 80s. So in the 80s, you were tried out, right? I would tell you, Olivia, wait, Olivia Newton-John, am I in the right? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah you are John. so right. Yeah. Yes. 
I was uh, singing Let's Get Physical because <laughs> yes. I love aerobics and I love exercise and I love... So I had a whole routine. The night I met my husband, he saw me doing a performance to that song, if you can believe it. Remember, she had the big leg warmers. Oh, so amazing. So I was doing that that type of uh, look that was really big yes. in that era. The Jane Fonda exercise tapes, weren't they 80s? Oh, 100%. I had them as well. Yes, they were amazing. And uh, again, that correlates uh, with my pageant days. So I remember a lot of the, the 80s trends that were big then were in terms of exercise. It's funny because a lot of people think of the 80s rock bands, which I love. There were so many great male artists so many. that came out of the 80s. But I was really into country music because I write country music. And so... I was really into the women of that era. There was, you know, the Bonnie Raitt's and the Dolly Parton's. And I fell in love with certain songwriters. I loved Susie Boggess and I loved um, Kathy Matea. You may not be familiar with those names, but uh, they were really, they were singing great songs of empowerment for women in the country format, which wasn't consistent necessarily with what we were talking about, the non-liberation. It's funny because now you hear all this bro country on the radio and you don't hear a lot of women empowerment songs in country. Mm, Interesting. The 80s was a period of empowerment for women in country music. Isn't that so fascinating? Yeah. It was more empowering then than it is now in terms of them getting airtime. And they did great songs. You may be not familiar with those artists, but they really spoke to me. I, I, I love that era of music for country music in particular. But I love Linda Ronstadt too. I always loved her. Yeah. <laughs> and and Anne Murray, wasn't she of that time? Yeah. Anne Murray. She and was. then Crystal Gale. Yes. Crystal Gale, I think, started doing Brown Eyes Blue in was the late seventies. Okay. Into the eighties. But um Mary Chapin Carpenter is another one that I love. Yeah, you may not be the but I am. I fell in love with those women because they weren't necessarily mainstream radio, but they were selling, they were uh, writing songs, telling stories, a narrative that I could relate to. If you have a chance to ever revisit those, you should, you should go back and listen to some of them because they had some great music trends. You know, I also was very empowered by women that I would see in, on TV shows like Again, it was more like late seventies that mm-hmm. bled into the eighties. But Mary Tyler Moore, yeah, I've you we have any the jingle that you know sort of changed my life was that one of her where she would throw her hat up in the air. Yes. Have you ever seen? That? You can turn the world on with the smile, like right. You're yeah. gonna make it after all. Yeah. She threw up her hat, and I thought, yeah, how cool is this that there's a thirty-something single woman who has a successful career and she's beautiful and she's smart and she's talented and everybody loves her and she's got her own TV show. That kind of carried me, I think, in in terms of an image of a woman who could be very attractive and very successful. And that she bled into the next era for women, I think. I don't know if that show, I don't think it was, it was more popular in the era before, but um, so good. How about Such you? What were your favorite uh, trends and and artists of that era? Well, it's so funny that would not, now you got me on country music. I'm just thinking a lot about it because um, I grew up in Tennessee and and Tennessee in the '80s. And but I'll tell you, toward the late '80s came in Indigo Girls, and oh, yeah. I I was beyond obsessed with the Indigo Girls. Like I actually still am. I I listen to their music <laughs> all the time because there's so many levels to it, right? It's just, there's so much emotion, but it's poetic. Like when they sing, it's poetic. And so, you know how uh, during this pandemic, we've had an insurgence in, in our household of different eras of music. During the summer, it was a lot of yacht rock. Like, so we would float around the pool as a family and Greg and I would play put on yacht rock. And then in also during that time, I just revisited the Indigo Girls, like all of their albums, every single bit of it, and uh, played them all through the summer. And so I know it was the late 80s, but I also know that it, you know, when it went into the 90s as well. So, yeah, I've got to go revisit the Indigo Girls. I also yes. loved Pat Benatar. Do you remember Pat Benatar? Yes, yes. So outstanding. Oh, yeah, I, I think back and I always liked these women that were kind of like, you know, strong. They were very, they were strong. They were like, I'll show you how it's done. I'm going to hit you with my best shot. Yes. Yeah. I liked, I liked her a lot too. And Joan Jett came out in that era mm-hmm. too, I think. 
Joan Jett and uh, Madonna, of course, you know, she definitely changed music and certainly was about women empowerment. Paula Abdul, I think, was big in that era too, although she became even during American Idol. So much great music, you know, came out of the 80s by so many inspiring artists. And what I loved about it really is um, the evolving trends that happened from the early 80s all the way to the end of the 80s. It's a really interesting time. Well, I just, I can't tell you how happy I am I've gotten to talk to you. I could sit here, honestly, and uh, for hours, Nancy, and talk to you because you're so interesting, you're so accomplished, and you bring so much wisdom to the table. And I really appreciate all the inspiration you brought to us today. Thank you. And I hope we can meet for lunch or hang out when I'm out in California, when I go to see yes. Caroline. Why did the pandemic, who knows? Uh, or we may have to come to the table with an N95 mask that I get from my son because he's. I ended up getting one that I'm using when I go back out there. Yes. But please take care of yourself. Yes, thank so you. Healthy. Just stay yes. that way. And, yes. and with, you know, God willing, we'll get onto the other end of this and then we'll be able to dance in person. Absolutely. And Thank you for all that you do. And you've inspired me and you've inspired so many women. And the whole thing about you helping people exercise through pregnancy, that is huge and gigantically helpful to so many people that don't really know how to stay in shape. And some of the things that you've done and talked about, I'm looking forward to watching a lot more of it because I'm going to I'm going to do the thing you did with the Indigo Girls with all your stuff. I'm going to download it all. (laughs) That's so great. It's so great, Nancy. Yes, and then once again, Nancy, thank you so much for being with us today. And I wish you all the best. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.